I think communication is everything. It's so important, whether it's family, whether it's living with you know, two other brother priests in a rectory. It's good to communicate. I don't have social media. I like to think I'm a pretty decent communicator, though. However, a few months ago, you know, I originally I was raised in Rockford, so I'm kind of a transplant to the Fox Valley area. So I didn't grow up with Portillo's, Binnie's, even a Fuller's car wash. Um, so a few months ago, I decided my car was a little dirty, I'm going to the car wash. First time I had ever gone to like a Fuller's. Usually it was just the smaller ones, like at gas stations. I wasn't paying attention, thought I was following the rules, right? Put the card in, the gate went up, went in. The guy told me to line my tire. I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird. I've never done that before, but all right. Line it up. But after that, I just stopped paying attention. Didn't understand, didn't read the signs, didn't you know, do what the, the nice gentleman was telling me to do. Uh, and before you know it, I didn't know that the machine pulls you through the car wash. I thought you just simply drive through. And uh, <laughs> so it was kind of chaos. Uh, they had to shut down the entire system. Uh, they were banging on my car. It was very embarrassing. Uh, at the time, I was uh, very perturbed and like, oh no, what have I done? Uh, but looking back on it, it's pretty funny. And uh, Monsignor brings it up still occasionally. Uh, <laughs> clear communication, that's what it's all about. And sometimes when I read the Gospels, you know, Jesus' teachings, his great parables, uh, most of the time, I think I get them. Like, oh yeah, do good, avoid evil, well communicated Jesus, thank you. But other times, I'm like, what did I just read? Either the language was confusing, or Jesus is just being Jesus, and his kingdom is not of this earth, and he is just telling me to forgive my enemies. Um, it could be confusing and, and challenging uh, to challenge our, our human minds in that way. Last week, the gospel of forgiving your enemies, even up to 70 times seven. We think in an eye for an eye, right? This for that, a just system. Things that don't seem to logically add up, uh, Jesus is telling us at times in the Gospels. And I think one of those examples is today, uh, this vineyard. But first, let's just get out there. Jesus is God, right? If he wanted to communicate completely, clearly in our human way of thinking, he could, and he does. But if Jesus wants to be a little you know, more poetic about it, to try to challenge us um, to think to the greater truth and purpose, um, he can. So today we have this vineyard, God's vineyard. Right off the bat in our gospel, we're told the vineyard is symbolic of the kingdom of God, right? The chosen people that God has called to be his own, both Jews and Gentiles alike. So we have the vineyard, and then we have the workers, right? Jews and Gentiles, quite literally, you know, the apostles who he's telling this parable to, the people that the apostles, you know, are discipling and evangelizing and baptizing, all the way down through the centuries to us today. We are the workers, in this parable. Those that, that care for and cultivate uh, the vineyard, the kingdom of God on earth. That doesn't mean necessarily you know, going to the missions like Mother Teresa, um, to earth's ends. It usually just means caring for yourself, right? Spiritually, physically, mentally, going to confession um, and caring for those around you. So we have the vineyard, the workers, but then there's the crux of the story. The thing that like, you know, kind of shakes things up a little bit the pay. It's all about the pay, right? The laborer deserves his pay, Jesus says. For the church fathers, they interpret, they interpret there's a word, uh, pay as eternal life. So those in the garden, in the vineyard, if they're working, if they're there, they're receiving eternal life at the end of the day. 
So great, I love that. But this communication doesn't necessarily, you know, kind of add up with some other things we, uh, we see in the gospel. Because there's those that are working the whole day, yet they receive the same amount as those at the end of the day. Doesn't seem quite fair in our, our train of thought. Because elsewhere in the gospels, Jesus tells us, if you forgive more, I'll forgive you more. If you show mercy, I'll show you greater mercy. But I think both are true. And again, there's, there's a deeper truth what the Lord is teaching us today. And St. Thomas, a great mind, says it like this. It's true all the laborers receive the gift of eternal life. That's the objective reality. But there's a deeper subjective reality going on as well. Uh, and that is in regards to the reception of the gift of eternal life. Meaning although heaven is granted to everyone in the vineyard, the more virtuous people will enjoy heaven more. They'll take greater pleasure from it. So I was kind of praying about this, trying to you know, make this real in my life, and I was thinking of B-dubs. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings a few weeks ago with Father Claydor. He loves that place. And he loves hot wings, even though he sweats a lot. And uh, he goes from like the sweecy all the way up to the spicy hot. Meanwhile, I can't do any of that. I barely go past sweet, and I'm like already sweating. Um, so in this scenario, let's say B-dubs is the kingdom of heaven, okay? Right, you go in there, and there's all this beautiful, you know, different flavors and wings from sweet to hot, he can enjoy more of them. He has more virtue in terms of being able to partake. Whereas I, although I'm there, I'm enjoying it, I can't fully partake of the beauty and the richness that that place has to offer. It's the same in this, this, this example in the vineyard. It's an interesting thought, I know. It might be a little stretch. But I think Jesus um, is getting at this today in terms of how the master, the foreman, deals with his his laborers, that we can kind of examine who are we in this scenario. So the first group, those that grumble and are a little angry at the foreman for what he's done, they're a little upset that he was too generous, too merciful with his own money. They don't understand the purpose of their labor. They're legalistic in their relationship with God. Some might even say they don't truly love him. They're just there to work. They're simply fulfilling a bargain that they set at the beginning of the day. Once they have it, they're gone. They don't understand the privilege of being there for the entire day, of being with their master, their foreman, because it's not a, a vindictive master. It's a loving master. Like St. Therese always talked about how Jesus is the good and divine gardener. Of all people, this first group should have been the most joyful, the most happy. But the second group, those that came in at five o'clock, the final hour, they're just like happy to be there. They're like, oh man, we caught a break. This is awesome, you know. But they're working on complete trust. Uh, they know that they don't deserve a full day's wage, but the Lord, this master, promised them it. They have no contract to back it up. They have no assurance that they will get that just pay. Maybe he was lying. They must believe with absolutely everything they have that this is a good master and a good vineyard. Uh, they must have faith. And because of this interior disposition that they have, they're more virtuous, just like those examples I was telling about earlier. And they thus have a higher capacity to receive the gift of eternal life that is given to all in the vineyard. They could enjoy it more. So brothers and sisters, I pose the questions to us today. Are you in the vineyard? Let's grant that. We'll say yes, we're at church. We're in the vineyard. We love Jesus. This church, are you laboring? Okay, you could say yes again. 
Then the big question, are you laboring out of love for Christ and his church? Are you just going through the motions? I think we're all in the first group, you know, to some degree we grumble at times, we're human after all. Legalistic, we don't understand sometimes how the mercy of God works. But how we ought to strive to be like this second group today, I think the Lord is calling us to look at them and to learn something from them. To let the Lord communicate clearly to you that one, he loves you like a good father does. And two, he desires you to be a joyful laborer in his garden, in his kingdom on earth. So I challenge us this week, you and me both, uh, to one, to trust God more, to thank him for the labors that are in your life, whether good or ill, to ask him to labor with you, right? He doesn't abandon his laborers throughout the day. He's there with them. To four, to ask him to show you the purpose of your labors. Everything has a purpose. And then a bonus one, go to confession. Be like those five o'clock people called from the streets to the vineyard, swooping in at the last minute to receive everything, to receive the very life of Christ.